Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Preseason game number three tonight. Trust the process, huh? Well, the Grizzlies have a process of their own. It continues as you listen to Locked on Grizzlies. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily podcast on the Memphis Grizzlies. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Locked on Grizzlies for this Tuesday, October 11th, 2016. I am Peter Edmiston. You could follow me on Twitter at Peter Edmiston. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast and making it part of your routine. Heard from a lot of folks, a lot of good feedback, and a lot of people that are kind of you know learning how to build in the, the podcast to their, their daily regimen. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. Please keep that up and uh, always give me feedback. Let me know what you want to hear from the pod. Now, coming up, uh, we're going to debut the 3Q preview, my three questions before each and every Grizzlies game. We may even throw a little and one at the end of that whole thing. The 3Q preview for the Sixers game comes up later on in the pod. A couple news items, though, to get to before then. Some good news on the injury front and some, I don't want to say bad news, but just some interesting news on the injury front. We'll start with the good news. Deontay Davis is getting closer and closer to heading out onto the court. Now, uh, the Grizzlies' 31st overall pick, first pick in the second round, the guy that was part of that big trade as the Grizzlies got 31 and 35 from the Celtics uh, in order to make that happen. 31 was Deontay Davis, 35 was Roddy Zagorac, who we talked about earlier in the week and looks pretty good in his development over in Europe. But Deontay Davis, you know, he was a top 10 talent on some boards. I thought he was a tremendous player out of Michigan State. But plantar fasciitis derailed his early development, but seems as though that the plantar fasciitis is being taken care of. He was able to come back and practice over the weekend. He is probably not going to play tonight. In fact, he is listed as out, but I think he'll be back this week to play, which is tremendous news for the Grizzlies, especially when you take into account uh, the other couple things that have emerged. First of all, I mentioned last week on the pod that I saw Jarrell Martin in a walking boot on his right foot prior to the game against Atlanta. I guess that was Thursday. And, you know, Martin had played in the opening game on Monday, played 20 minutes, six fouls, was uh, active, getting after it. But that boot, which was not on the foot that was previously injured, last year's injuries were all on the left foot. This was the right foot that had the walking boot on it. I talked to Jarrell about it just briefly before he was ushered out of the locker room. And he seemed relatively nonplussed, but it certainly is a concern to see a guy that previously had an ankle injury uh, in college uh, on that that, that foot, just above that foot. And uh, that cost him a great deal of time in his freshman year. It was something that was problematic for him. You know, and just when he gets over the all the stuff with the left foot, looked like everything was good to go. Now, this is something that, again, I don't know the, the, the extent of it. It would be very speculative at this point to try to you know, say more than, than what I know. What I know is just that he was in a boot. I know he has not practiced, and I know he is listed as out for tonight's game. 
given some of the things that we've seen in, in years past, those those things enough, you put those things together, that's enough to raise uh, red flags for sure about Jarrell Martin. So the sooner he's back, the better just to calm everyone down. Also a concern that Brandon Wright suffered a left ankle injury. He is also listed as out for tonight's game. He was also in a walking boot as well. Um, given his fragility, that's not good. Two guys between them and Brandon Wright, and he was just starting to develop some chemistry with Zach Randolph. Those two guys were going to have to be side-by-side uh, side on that second unit. That was kind of the thought. Um, and now that's on hold. I don't have anything more on Brandon Wright's injury as far as the extent of it or anything like that. Also very much up in the air. Just know that he's had his own walking boot situation along with Jarrell Martin. So two key backup bigs are both experiencing problems right now. Not exactly what the Grizzlies who have dealt with serious injury problems. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, that's not the news that you want to have going into the regular season just a couple weeks away. So keep those things in mind. As you know, it can change. may not be that serious. You know, Mike Conley last year was in a walking boot from time to time after games, even when he was active and playing as a sort of precautionary measure. Now, ultimately, Mike ended up having to shut it down for the rest of the season with that Achilles problem. So it's not as if there was nothing going on when he wore the boot, but it wasn't necessarily a sign that he was going to miss a, a, a huge amount of time at that point. If that is any kind of a calming thing for you, great. You hope it's nothing serious. You hope it's just very, very precautionary. We will wait and see for an official diagnosis. You know how those things are with the Grizzlies. We'll wait and see. Amid all of this, it's easy to overlook the fact this is just the third game for David Fisdale in charge of the Grizzlies. We saw uh, some progress. Game one and then maybe... A little bit of a step back for some players. Game two, certainly the second half was. So game three, what does David Fisdale want to see from his team? Growth. I want to see us take a step forward in our system. Obviously, communication. You guys are going to get sick of hearing me say connection. Uh, but I just want to see us keep taking steps forward. Um, and, you know, it would be nice to see our young guys take a step forward from what they went through the last game and, and really uh, be committed to the team game and not get caught up in their own emotions. Time now for the 3Q preview. Before every Grizzlies game, I'll have three questions that I would like to find out the answers to. We'll do that before every game. Looking forward to it. Big thanks to the crew at Audio Nautics for this little groove. So let's get into it. The 3Q preview for tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Question one, who is actually going to play tonight for the Grizzlies? So if you look at the injury report, that is put out there by the team. Two players listed as questionable. Mike Conley with a right hip and Chris Crawford with a right middle finger injury. Conley, I would expect to play tonight based on these comments that he made after practice on Monday. Well, I feel great, man. Uh, I feel great. I think last game was more to let the young guys get some run than anything, but uh, um, I think my progression is done. You know, Kyle is, is, is spot on as I expected it to be. Um, 
I'm getting the rest I need. I'm getting the treatment I need. I'm getting the work I need. And um, this next game will be fun for me just to be able to go out and play probably more than I had last game and, uh, and get more of a, a regular game flow going. I mean, it could well be that Conley's held out just as a super precautionary measure after it all it is preseason, but I think he needs to play. And it sounds like he wants to play and he'll get his opportunity. Chris Crawford being questionable, who knows, doesn't really matter. Not going to make the team. Here are the players who are listed as definitely out for tonight. Brandon Wright and Jarrell Martin, we already discussed earlier in the podcast. Chandler Parsons, his right knee is still a good good bit away from allowing him to play. And the Grizzlies still holding out hope that he'll be able to go for the regular season opener, but I don't know how much preseason action he's going to be able to be a part of. Deontay Davis, even though he is getting a lot better and is likely going to be good to go soon, it is just a little too soon for him to play tonight. Tony Allen is out with that right knee that has been problematic for him in this preseason. And Jordan Adams is, of course, a long-term absentee with that right knee meniscus injury. So that means, as far as I can tell, and correct me if I'm wrong, at Peter Edmiston, feel free. The guys that are going to play tonight, I think Mike Conley, based on his comments, even though he's listed as questionable, Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol, Jermichael Green, DJ Steffens, Vince Hunter, Vince Carter, Wade Baldwin, Andrew Harrison, Troy Williams, Troy Daniels, James Ennis, Wayne Selden. That is an interesting group of players. You've got 13 there that can go. That's kind of your your normal uh, regular season group, but it's a group that doesn't necessarily have a lot of depth, particularly in those big spots. That's why Vince Hunter was signed. He's going to have to soak up uh, some minutes there unless the Grizzlies go really, really small. One thing I would like to see more of, Troy Daniels. It's interesting to me that he has played so few minutes of pretty much every Grizzly that has played or that has been able to play, he's had the fewest minutes. And I asked David Fisdell about that after the game on Thursday, and he said, well, you know, Troy plays well with uh, a more settled group, more experienced group, the veteran group. We know what he is as a player. Well, that's true, but, you know, Troy Daniels has got some things that, that he needs to work on. You know he's a shooter. You know he's a guy that can come in and make a bunch of threes, potentially. Grizzlies do need that, don't get me wrong. But he's also a guy that's going to have to get a little bit better defensively, be a more locked-in type teammate, because there's a reason why so many coaches, in spite of his obviously very, very good shooting ability, have seen fit to leave him out of crunch time situations or not allowing him to play significant minutes. That's obviously a deficiency in his game that they've picked up on. He's got to get better at that. And I'd like to see him get some minutes to do that. If he doesn't get minutes tonight, then uh, that to me signals that there's something more to it than just uh, we're letting the other guys get a shot. That signals that he's not getting the job done in the mind of uh, of Fisdale. We'll see. Uh, Those guys, you could cobble together some interesting lineups, but it really leads me to question number two on the 3Q preview, which is how much chemistry development will there be with Marcus Saul and Jermichael Green? This is going to be the starting big tandem for the Grizzlies to begin the season. Those guys just have not played that many minutes together, period. 
how much chemistry development are we going to see in this game? You can understand theoretically what Fisdale wants to see with that group. You have Marcus Gasol, who is not very fast. You have Jermichael Green, who is indeed uh, a guy that can get up and down and run the floor as a big, a guy that can do some of the dirty work, can get in there and poke around, can go get rebounds, do some of the things that Marcus Gasol doesn't necessarily want to do and may not be in position to do if Fisdale wants Mark to shoot more threes and be farther outside. Jermichael Green, the comparison that Fisdale made with him and, and Draymond Green, uh, you know, he's obviously miles away from Draymond's talent level, at least at this point, but you see that he kind of does a lot of stuff. That's what Michael Green's going to be asked to do, to fill in a lot of the gaps here and there with coverages, and he's got to stay on the floor to do that. He cannot commit a bunch of fouls. He's got to be more fundamental with his foot, uh, his footwork, so that he can actually avoid reaching too much and, and making poor decisions. How much chemistry will we see between Mark and Jermichael Green. Watch that. I would imagine that those two guys will be part of the starting lineup uh, in tonight's game. And finally, question number three, which Wade Baldwin will we see? The Baldwin from Game 1 on Monday against Orlando or the Baldwin from Game 2 against Atlanta when he really struggled and they cranked up the defense uh, a little bit. Talking to Wade Baldwin after that game, he said that he was seeing some things that, that he hadn't seen before. I mean, listen, the guy's played two preseason games, so there's a hell of a lot he hasn't seen before. But the ability of Atlanta, he said, when he turned the corner on pick and roll, they were able to zone up and create real difficult uh, passing angles and passing lanes and, and even vision. Like, he just couldn't see very well with the way that they defended that's the kind of thing that you just have to get out there and play and do over and over and over again to improve upon. How quickly will he learn? How quickly will he be able to get it done? Remember, this is the Sixers team that he's going to play. They've got injuries and everything else. No Ben Simmons, obviously, for probably this season. But they've got length, man. They're big. They are long. They are athletic, if nothing else. And trying to thread the needle in some of these passes might be difficult even in preseason. Uh, so which Wade Baldwin will we see? How will his development continue? He is a crucial, crucial player as this season goes on. Uh, for my and one on this one, I'm just, I'm really excited to see Joel Embiid in person. Dario Saric too, for that matter. Now, both guys have been missing for two years for various reasons. Saric overseas was unable or unwilling to work on a buyout, um, and the Sixers weren't necessarily in any rush to do it either. They were perfectly fine losing, uh, as we know, the process. Uh, Joel Embiid, though, you know, he's a guy that has recovered from a broken foot. It is something that Marcus Gasol is doing. It's something that I, I wasn't sure that a lot of people really thought we'd ever see Joel Embiid out on the floor. And so far, if you have not watched him, uh, you should be excited, and it should be worth the price of admission to go down there and, and watch the guy. He is huge, huge guy. He looks enormous, and when you see him up against Jermichael Green tonight, he's going to look, he'll dwarf Jermichael Green. He is going to dwarf Jermichael Green. The guy is enormous, and the Sixers are intriguing, if nothing else. 
if you want to send me a question, you can do that via Twitter at Peter Edmiston. Uh, I love to get them, and uh, when I get an opportunity, I answer uh, all that I can. So please uh, feel free to get in touch with me at Peter Edmiston on Twitter. Please subscribe, tell friends if you have Grizzly fans in your life that want uh, something great in their podcast folder every single weekday, then this is the spot. Please tell them about that and help us spread the word about what we're doing here on Locked on Grizzlies. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Remember, tomorrow we're going to have reaction from the game, from the locker room, uh, and talk about what we saw in preseason game number three. Until then, have a great day. You've been listening to Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily podcast on the Memphis Grizzlies. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.